From the newsroom of Impact Alpha, I'm Brian Walsh, and this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, September 3rd. Today, I'm joined by Impact Alpha's Dennis Price and Amy Cortez to talk about hurricane resilience, universal ownership, and new calculations of risk and returns. Hi, Amy. You went from covering Hurricane Ida in New Orleans to being drenched by Ida's remnants yourself in New York. Yeah, Brian, it's been a wild week. Indeed. And hi, Dennis, I understand you've just been reimagining capitalism. That's right, Brian. Uh, that's exactly what we're doing as we get ready for our Agents of Impact call in a couple weeks. Well, I look forward to talking about that with you in just a moment and also previewing this week's Agent of Impact, Jessica Brooks. But first, here's what you need to know from this week in Impact Investing. The North American climate disaster season is in full swing. Wildfires are bearing down on Lake Tahoe in California, hurricanes in Louisiana, and deadly flooding in the Mid-Atlantic. Here's New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Hard to imagine that people simply in their cars, in their homes, in their basements, succumb to the ravages of a brutal storm, and their families must just be in such pain this morning. President Biden was in New Orleans this week to see Hurricane Ida damage firsthand. This destruction is everywhere. And it's a matter of life and death, and we're all in this together. Nearly a million people in Louisiana are still without power. Impact Alpha wrote about decentralized microgrids of solar and storage, which can feed the grid in normal operations and act like backup generators when the grid goes down. Energy Access Relief Fund raised $68 million to backstop off-grid energy developers in developing markets. The energy access companies took a big revenue hit last year as COVID disrupted projects and supply chains. The fund has made 11 loans to companies that otherwise would have had to downsize or shut down. Investments in companies improving well-being and access to healthcare have been on a tear this week. Among them was women-led Solve Health, which raised $43 million to help patients find providers, schedule consultations, and complete paperwork all online. And SJF Ventures led a $26 million round to fund Ellipsis Health to help individuals and care providers manage mental health conditions. Allbirds filed for an initial public offering, or rather, a sustainable public equity offering. Allbirds is famous for its stylish shoes made from things like wool and castor bean oil. The Public Benefit Corporation and Certified B Corp Corporation is looking for recognition for its ESG performance. It wants to cut its carbon footprint completely by the year 2030. And finally, the company Plantable raised more than $21 million for plant-based protein. The San Diego company's Aqua Farms grow lemna, more commonly known as, wait for it, duckweed. Impact Alpha subscribers got these stories and more in the Daily Brief each morning this week. And now it's time for this week's featured conversation. Welcome back, Amy and Dennis. Now, Amy, I know you are still drying out from your Ida experience in Brooklyn. How are you holding up? We're fine here, Brian. But if that was the remnants of Ida, I can't even imagine what they went through in New Orleans. But, you know, it it all put a spotlight on resilience. Um, And that had us thinking about what resilience means. So it's both the essential workers. uh, We saw them in New York wading through thigh-high water to make deliveries. And in New Orleans, essential workers are already working on the recovery 
at low wages and often dangerous working conditions. And there's resilience or not in terms of the electric grid, right, which has been down for days in Louisiana. We wrote about how distributed microgrids of solar and batteries are taking off as customers start realizing just how fragile the old centralized grid has become. That's the kind of investment, Brian, that's making more and more sense. Indeed. And the electric grid in Louisiana has been down for days, but could be down for many weeks to come. So those kinds of distributed microgrids of solar and batteries are really what could be used for resilience in the future. Now, Dennis, these kinds of systemic risks that come from climate or COVID-19 or even income inequality and racial injustice are driving some fundamental rethinking. Tell us what you've been finding through your conversations. Right, Brian. You know, climate's on everyone's mind. But let's take a look at something that's almost as damaging, antimicrobial resistance. That's a looming crisis stemming in large part from the overuse of antibiotics in the animal meat supply chain. AMR, as it's called, is a risk to the system on the scale of climate change as, as serious infections stop responding to, to medicines. The problem, Brian, is that much of global agriculture runs on questionable practices like this. So the question for investors becomes how to not get, only get individual companies, but entire industries to change course. So Dennis, we're on the edge of our seats. How can investors move not just individual companies, but whole industries? Well, Brian, this spring, the advocacy group, the Shareholder Commons, worked with shareholders of Yum Brands and McDonald's to try to force the companies to account for the systemic effects of the use of antibiotics. The goal was to show the scope of the danger to the whole system. See, until now, most pension funds, sovereign funds, and other diversified investors have focused on pursuing outperformance or alpha. That's individual, that's like individual stock selection. It turns out that stock picking might account for at most one quarter of the performance in a broad portfolio. The health of the market as a whole is a much bigger driver. So if you're long, if you're a long-term investor, you have to deal with these systemic risks or what you might call beta. So beta stewardship is becoming a thing. Sarah Murphy of the Shareholder Commons is going to join our Agents of Impact call on September 14th to dig into the strategy. The stakeholder capitalism piece is a great goal. We're actually saying you're not even doing shareholder capitalism right. Um, so if we stick with shareholder primacy, if it were actually practiced properly, it would go a long way to, to dealing with this stuff. Um, and that's sort of where the beta, beta stewardship piece comes in. It's sort of a misunderstanding of fiduciary duty when investors focus entirely on the outperformance of a single stock against a benchmark instead of the health of the benchmark itself, which accounts for at least 75% of the portfolio's value. So, Dennis, Impact Alpha, beta stewardship, I'm beginning to sense a theme here. Yeah, uh, maybe, we should, maybe we should change our name to Impact Beta. Um, but look, Brian, the takeaway is that to really maximize the value of their portfolios, investors have to look at the whole portfolio and not just individual companies. And that means mitigating systemic risk. It comes down to applying guardrails or guidelines to prod companies to do the right thing. Even if that might hurt the individual company, it could benefit the whole system. And that's a trade-off investors should want to make. In the service of advancing the value of your portfolios, it might be the best strategy to allow individual stocks within those portfolios to fall. 
And that's what people have such a hard time wrapping their heads around. They're like, what, what, what? And it's like, no, actually, when you contemplate what's happening across the board, that might be the correct answer. Now, resilient systems are certainly rising in value. Amy, how is that playing out in energy and electricity? Yes, Brian, distributed and decentralized energy is starting to look a lot better. That's the model of SunWealth. Um, the company's Jessica Brooks is our agent of impact this week. She wrote a really well-read column this week in Impact Alpha about how she invests her own personal portfolio. She described tucking her fifth grade son into bed and trying to reassure him that the world is not going to hell. So the way she fends off the doom and gloom is to focus on her work. SunWealth, where she's the development director, finances community scale solar projects that would otherwise not get financed. So on the roofs of health clinics and public housing, for example, and mostly in low income neighborhoods. The focus is on sharing the environmental and economic benefits like lower energy bills and green jobs with communities. And that fosters the kind of resilience and community empowerment that we've been talking about. I caught up with Jessica earlier this week. What we're trying to do is make the case that these overlooked markets are really investable. And so for us, part of our model is like always deliver returns to investors and, and do it without a whole lot of subsidy because you want to be able to say, look, this is this is a totally investable market. If you want to do stuff at a really big scale, you want to do it within the frameworks of capital markets and like, you know, investors who put money in can get that money out and get a nice return. Uh, when I started three years ago, we had about $5 million under management and about 50 projects. Um, right now we have, um, we have over $65 million that we've invested in uh, over 450 projects across 14 states. Wow. Um, and, uh, and, and what's really cool is those $65 million we've invested, 80 cents of every dollar that we've invested has gone to local developers and installers. Um, so we're creating revenue for the, the you know, local independent solar installers who are doing the work on the ground. Um, and then for every dollar that we're investing, we're creating about 50 cents, 52 cents of lifetime energy savings for our solar customers. Well, maybe beta stewardship could be expanded to include positive solutions like distributed clean energy microgrids. Dennis, that sounds like good fodder for our upcoming Agents of Impact call that you're going to be helping organizing. We're looking forward to that. That's going to be on September 14th. Make sure you RSVP on Impact Alpha's website. And that's going to do it for your impact briefing this week. Thank you so much, Dennis. And thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. More all day at impactalpha.com. Subscribe to get full access to the site and the daily brief. Podcast listeners get $100 off their first year subscription. Go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe and use the code briefing100. Thank you for listening. And thanks as always to our producer, Isaac Silk. I'm Brian Walsh, head of sustainability for the capital markets firm, TPICAP. Until next time, take good care and be safe in this crazy weather.